The following is a B-Man Studio production. I'm Ben. I'm Barry. And this is Two, two beers, beers and a Microphone. Why do you always fuck that part up? And I can't see my belly button. You can't? See your belly button? No, because I've got this gigantic mic on my fucking stomach. <laughs> I guess you could have worse things on your stomach. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, um, yeah, has anyone ever told you that, that our microphones look like horse fallacies? They are, they're shaped a little like, like horse penises, aren't they? Like, they've got the girth yeah. of something that's just not even human. <laughs> and we're constantly shoving it in our mouths or near our mouths anyway. It does feel like I'm caressing a horse penis. Yeah, luckily the smell's not the same. I can't speak and we we keep our I own can't mics. Speak to the smell. I really um <clears throat> I can't uh wow. No, you've thrown me. <laughs> well, I mean you've never you've you've walked in a barn barn before with a you know, you know what the smell of a of a you know, barnyard urine smells like. Sure. So our, our I, mean, I think everyone knows, sort of fundamentally, that it smells a little like horse urine. Yeah. So I mean, our mics don't don't smell like horse urine. I mine. No, well, I, w- I would, I would actually think that my my microphone, for whatever reason now, smells a little like balls. Really? I, I yeah, now so I that salty, musty. Have you been keeping these somewhere that I need to know about? <laughs> well, actually, I, ke- I keep them out on the sun porch to keep oh, them fresh. Oh, well, okay. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> um, a numerous... I, I don't know why. I'm drinking stovepipe porridge, just so you know. I am as well. Are you? Well, you brought them over, so... <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah, here's to you. Here's to you, sir. For some reason, and I'm not gay for horses, or I'm not into horses, hold I on, should... Hold on, wait. You're not gay for horses? Uh, I realized as I said that that I couldn't be gay for horses because I'm not a horse myself. Hello. I'm for Ed. Recovery from that, man. You're not gay for horses. There's our new 2B1M bumper sticker right there, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, not gay for horses. I'm going to call 2B1M. the local, lo- local print shop tonight and get that ordered. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not into horses. Even though I live in Vermont, right. I'm not into horses. However, I have this uncanny ability to notice horse fallacies. Really? I think it's probably we're probably going to 15 years ago. I was uh, taking Sarah. I had planned a romantic sleigh ride. Right. Yes, at the time we were dating, but my now my now wife, then dating was uh, girlfriend. Yeah, she's a girl. <sighs> I had su- wanted to surprise her with a sleigh ride up in uh, the Mad River Valley. That's really romantic. Yeah, well, I thought it was very nice. And so we get to this barn, and uh, there are all kinds of horses in there, and they're walking around, and they're kind of introducing us to the different uh, work horses. And for some reason, <laughs> at the corner of my eye, I saw this horse's schlong. And I was amazed by it. And I think I commented to, <laughs> to Sarah, I said, look at the size of that thing. And it's happened at other times. It's like a big fucking penis. It is. It's much like your microphone. And I, you know, I've gone to like fairs 
for like the last five or six years, and now all I see is horse and equine fallacies. We were at uh, the Lamoille County Field Days. Okay. And they had like donkeys in there. And so we're standing by the gate, and we're just observing, oh, nice looking ass, you know, insert comedy joke laughter. And, and I thought the donkey looked funny. There was something about the donkey that I was like, it's just not right. That ass's penis is just off. Well, it had too many legs. What? And I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong? Why does this donkey have like oh, three? Oh, erect? This, I know, no shit. This penis was nearly touching the ground. Holy shit. And what was really funny about it is that it would it would retract every so often, and then must be the breeze came along, or he saw my wife, but all of a sudden, it was right back down. Again. This, this, oh my god, dude, I do not want to be. I do not want to be the only divorce guy that I know, but I don't want like you to be that other divorce guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't I think she's a- about fucking donkeys having erect penises over your fucking wife, dude. Hey Sarah, God damn it, Sarah! I gotta see if my wife is here in the little. Sarah, are you Sarah? Are you here? Don't are, answer him. Are you Are you upset? That uh, you would possibly turn on a donkey that that doesn't upset you, does it? I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting the look. Oh man, you are not getting any tonight. <clears throat> well, luckily I got mine last night, so I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I was amazed. Have you ever seen um, a a turgid <laughs> equine? You know, I don't think I've ever considered what a horse's dick actually looks like. I'm jealous. Either flaccid or erect. But now that you're telling me that an, a donkey had a fucking dick that erect hit the floor, <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what to say about that. I think I, this next summer we should we should all we take we should take the road the, the show on the road, go to a local county field day, and we should walk around the, and, and interview the donkeys. You know, I have heard something. I've heard that human human males, um, <laughs> for our size, have a something like a thirty percent larger penis for our bodies, thicker penis <laughs> than do other primates. Huh? Um, for for their body size. So okay. I, I, so when we started walking upright. The more successful males mated, the thicker and larger their member was. Okay. And so only they really were the big breeders and so on and so forth. So those genes passed down such that um, we have developed larger, thicker penises for the (laughs) female pleasure because those males were more successful. Wow. So so there, you're telling me, if I'm understanding where you're going with this, you're telling me that there were some poor cavemen that had smaller penises than I did? Yeah, yes, my friend. The poor bastards. Um, they did not get to reproduce. And uh, would didn't matter how funny they were. Didn't matter that they were in nice-looking you know, clothing just sitting here on your, on your chair here in your living room. Didn't matter that their name was Benji. And who doesn't love a Benji? 
They weren't able to reproduce because they had a teeny penis. Teeny, 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 teeny penis. Have you have you seen the YouTube video of this British um, scientist who has reproduced what a caveman would sound like, what she thinks caveman would have sounded like? No. Okay. So there's this very interesting study that she was doing, and I, I believe it's on YouTube, and I'll try and find it, maybe post it on our, our webpage. And she's kind of going through, and she gives a like, definition of what the person, why they would sound this way, and then she would have the, the person that, that's in their, the room try and show you what it would sound like. In the end, when all was said and done, Caveman sounded a lot like the guys from Monty Python. (laughs) No, more like the the female. Like, you know, Oh, what you do? No, I... No, shit. (laughs) That's very close to what it sounded. Oh, oh, you're walking around over-tarted like... <laughs> you should really straighten that back. Grow a thicker penis, <laughs> bastard. Check it out. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely check it out. They sounded. Yeah. That's how they sounded, huh? Like Monty Python. Who, who knew that? that caveman sound like Monty Python? Um, speaking of penis, getting back to penis. <laughs> okay. Because this show apparently is uh, the theory. The theme of this show is going to be Did dick. You know a tiger's penis. Tiger's penis. Tiger has, Woods? No, the golfer. No, an actual oh, tiger's okay. penis has barbs on the end of it. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> to help it like stay in there, but it actually ends up like shredding the insides of of its female counterpart. No wonder those fucking beasts have problems like conceiving. <laughs> The, the female often doesn't enjoy the experience. I would say not. And a wolf will enjoy it even less because sometimes a wolf uh, is will do it doggy style and then they'll <laughs> turn their asses around to lock in. Uh, once they've ejaculated, they'll lock it in so to, to keep the penis in there as a plug hmm. to keep. You know the the semen in there longer to give it more success. So they'll walk in. It'll be excruciatingly painful for both animals because you think about you know oh, yeah. trying to do it butt to butt. Yeah, and then keeping it that way, it's got to be fucking difficult as hell. And you know it's like two three hours. It's the it's the equivalent to my wife uh, putting the pillow under her ass when we were first trying to conceive our our first child. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, now I mean, I know a lot about your wife, but damn, now I know <laughs> way too much, dude. Perhaps I shouldn't have had so many beers this evening. No, that's all right. I mean, it's here's the thing. I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough with this audience <laughs> that you would share with them your conceiving ways. There. By the way, here's the thing. Yeah. You really, should not have poured that whole can of Coke in her vagina. I should actually does, doesn't have anything to do with conceiving. I want to make sure she, that I want to make sure she can hold my my allotment. <laughs> so I figured a can of a coke would probably be just about the oh right. Oh my god, you are never getting laid again, <laughs> like ever. I'll have to report next next week's episode to let you know <laughs> how things went. Um, so getting back, we talked a week ago. Yes, just a week ago. We talked about we started getting into vasectomies. You didn't have enough time. Oh right, right, right. right. So I wanted to. You were starting to talk about how you uh, also had had your procedure done at Central Vermont Hospital here in Ber- in Berlin. I did as well, and 
a year or so ago, you had scared the hell out of me with your tale of, of the vasectomy. And I don't know if you... I think you were doing it out of, out of uh, well, ratings. Was, okay, so this is only the second episode I've done as myself. So yeah. apart, apart from this, I've always done it as a character. Right. And so there were, there were definitely truths that were in there that were truthy. Um, and then there were parts in there that were fact that had happened to me. But there were large parts, you know, uh, of... Of my life that I was totally making up because I wanted to just you know protect get the hell my, out of me my my family at sure. that time and 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 now that no longer exists so now I can be just open and honest with everyone yeah so. um so your vasectomy went fairly well I, I remember talking to you about it not not on podcast time but actually when it had occurred we had been at carpooling at the time and it was you you had no you had no problems right it was pretty painless oh no. It was not painless. Well, but the so the swelling was the biggest, the biggest pain. Is that no, fair no, no, to say? No, the biggest pain was the fucking electrodes. Really? Oh yeah, they fried that shit shut, man. Well, I remember that, but yeah, that was the biggest pain. I, I felt all of my circuitry it was fucking intense. That and the, you know the, the actual uh, needle that they put through my my gonad that was fucking insane. I, I vaguely remember that there was that there was the slight. I could tell it was piercing parts of my body that shouldn't be pierced with a needle, but for the most part, the procedure itself was pretty good. I had I had a good one. I had it pretty painless. Now, so the surrounding pad and all that. Oh yeah, which scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. When I made the decision to go with the doctor, I I decided to go with. You know, he was a, he's an older doctor. He's been doing this for quite a, a good long while. Sure. Um, I had the consultation done, and he said, "You want to do it next Tuesday?" Which is like you know, a couple days away. I said, "Why? Well, I really, I have, I don't have the, the money. I don't have the copay yet. I'm gonna have to wait." He, he goes, "Well, you're gonna have to wait like a month and a half because I'm having this arm, this rotator cup surgery done." I said, "Oh, okay, good. Works out well then. Good." So I get like the first appointment back from his rotator cup surgery. And um, which was, it, it was fine. After I made the decision to go with this particular doctor, um, Sarah said to me, "She goes, um, how can we go with uh, with this one, or how can we go with this one?" And I go, I, "I don't know. I went with this one because he's a local guy, and I've you know I've known right. his name." Sure. And she goes, "Well, these other ones are really nice guys." And of course, you know, in her profession, she interacts with people like this occasionally. And so I was like, well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that these other folks had, you know, good reputations? Because I would, you know, I'm scared as shit. I don't know what to expect. Benji's told me that basically I'm going to have this open, gaping flap on my balls. Well, and yeah, the, the little precision wound there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it, it was fine. The procedure came. For oozing purposes. Um, I felt like a hero, though, because as I'm, as I'm walking there, all the nurses kept saying, you know, you're really doing a good thing here. This yeah, is, this is, are. this you is, are. you know, easy for you. Then and I said, well, it really, it's not much I can do. It just, it, it's fine. So I get in there. And of course, the surgical suite's really kind of cool. I've never had a surgery like that done before. Mm. And so, you know, it's like being in an episode of ER. And of course, you know, all the beep, beep, you know, the table and the lights. It was, it was kind of exciting. Um, I didn't care for the doctor talking to me during the procedure, though. Did, did yeah. your doctor talk with you, like, saying, oh, I'm going to cut the vans, you know? Yeah, I was really, I were, really would have wished that maybe they had just given me, like, you know, a, a Mai Tai or something like that. Let me go yeah. to sleep. 
That would have been great. Yeah. But just show me, like, here's your vast deference. That was not cool, man. I don't want to see my vast deference. I don't want to see any fucking cord or anything else. I mean, it was interesting from a medical standpoint, but I could seriously live the rest of my life not knowing what the insides of my fucking nads look like. Really. Hey, look. It looks like a grain of rice. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to see that. The nurse I had was so nice. Um, the one that sat by my my head, you know. So, no, there's two different heads in, in play. <laughs> but the one that sat, she, she, you know, she was kind of. She, I think she knew I was a little nervous. She'd probably been doing this forever. Sure. She was very, very professional. Um, the the nurse that helped the doctor, she was quite professional too. What about the one that shaved your balls? Well, <laughs> I did was my she own professional. Well, I should say. I started the shaving process. Oh, dear God. Sarah finished it for me. Oh, dear God. You're, oh, my. I was so afraid. She did a great job. But that night of, I waited the very last minute. I had bought, um, like, a, like a, you know, like a barber's. Oh, God. To, to kind of get the, the, <laughs> no. the rough stuff out. No. And no. then I had, I had Sarah actually shave my sack. Oh, God. I thought I was nervous doing it, but having someone else... Be trepidatious about shaving your sack isn't any more reassuring. <laughs> no, I remember she no, was. It's not. She was coming at it like, like it was the, like something she'd never touched in her life. I'm like, oh dear God, don't. Yeah, she's probably like shaking as she's doing it. You're like, oh, it's a fucking razor blade. Oh. Razor blade. She's got it right near my balls. Oh my fucking God, I'm gonna die. She can ruin my life right now. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, and that's when all that shit that you've been saying about her over the radio all comes Thank back. God. Thank God it's done now. She can't hold it over me. But she did, and the nurse said, the nurse said, great job. Um, so then they, they slapped on the iodine, and my, then my balls are just hanging there, freezing to death. Because that place is like the, the, the yeah, sweet. It's a, little, it's a little chilly. Yeah, but it was great. But for me, the biggest pain I had yeah. was the swollen gonads. Really? For like a week. <sighs> I did it on a. Oh my god, dude! Twenty-four hours. I was, I was back to perfect. No, I Friday morning I did it. Got back here. I sat on this couch, this yeah. very couch. I applied the the peas to my <laughs> balls, and and Sarah was beautiful. She, I did not have to do a thing. That I basically stayed on this couch. She handled three kids, meals, everything. Did you do the Vicodin. The Vicodin. That. That was nice. That was very nice. I my first foray foray into uh, controlled substances, and it was very nice to have that. That, but the swelling. I went back to work. It was um, it was like a week and a half later before the before I could not on Vicodin. Uh, well, I couldn't. I couldn't drive with it. Yeah, so I I had to wait till I got home. Um, but this, I remember standing in the the office bathroom, and I would have to basically contort my body. So that I could avoid the swelling, the they were about the size of a clementine, oh, maybe large, like a, like a full grown navel orange, both of them. Oh, and I was God. like, "Is this normal? Because no. this hurts like hell." Yeah. And eventually, I remember they very specifically where I could go in the bathroom, unzip my pants, and then urinate without fear of touching my scrotum. So. <laughs> and I, and, I, and you, you went back and did like the the deposits, right? Yeah, I still have to do. It's been uh, I'm, I'm a little late doing that, but I'm. There's no there's no porn room. You just make a deposit. No, I do. Pop. I gotta do it in this house. Yeah, and then I gotta bring I, it to them. Fresher the better. Yeah, it has to be the morning up. But it's like I can't I can't ejaculate when there's three kids running around the house 
Free. Get away from, well, where the hell do... Like, how do you... I guess I'll have to figure it out. Oh, my God, dude. You, t- you take that laptop up to your bedroom. <laughs> you spank it into the cup. You spank it into the cup. It's not a big deal. So just one, just one load. It does, one doesn't load. need to be... Okay. Sure, then, they don't need much. Just one load. Right. Boom. I, I, I got to make sure that the, the seamen are all deployed, are all back at base. And they'll look it over and they'll be like, yeah. You know, what, the, what the interesting thing is they do a sperm count and basically um, sperm count is anything over a certain amount, you are considered to be um, infertile, right? So it's yeah. anything under like, say, I don't know, it's like a thousand per, per parts or something. Okay. I don't know. But after they're done with you, if they've done their job correctly, it's zero. Really? Yeah, it's zero because what they've done is they've not only cut it off, they've fried it shut so the tubes will never, ever connect. There's no way for them to ever connect. Well, that... He was telling so me like zero. he was telling me that I'm gonna point one in this direction. I'm gonna point one in this direction after I close it up. I'm like, aren't they gonna? Uh, I like run around. Aren't they gonna flop back around? Like, they're not gonna stay where he points them. But it must be That's they- not the most interesting thing. <laughs> the most interesting thing is what happens to because your your balls continue. I know sperm. I know so that grosses happens? me out. Well, eventually <laughs> one day it just pops. <sighs> There's some part of your tube you'll never feel it. Okay. Some part of your tube that just bursts, and all of the sperm go into your ball sack or whatever, and it just gets absorbed by the body. Oh, we're here! <laughs> Where do we go? So that's just <laughs> how it happens, man. And you're fine. And then it heals back up, obviously. And no, I just you can. Oh, it just continues, continues to. It continues to everything that your body continues to produce the sperm. It continues to flow into your nut sack, and then it continues to get absorbed by your body. That's it. Hmm. Salty balls. Literally. Yeah. Um, so as we're talking about uh, basically penises and, and, and things like that, I, I also had wanted to talk about the, this a while ago, but we didn't have a chance. But um, but since we're talking about penises, guns and penises kind of go back and forth. They're, they're pretty... Um, and so obviously the, the, the world is, uh, is really gun crazy these days, either pro or, uh, pro or con. And so I thought maybe we could take a, a few moments just to kind of talk lightly about uh, about about gun control. What, what, where where do you come to the party on on gun control? So or I guns. am a traditional liberal. I'm about as bleeding hard as they come. The traditional liberal, starring Benji. Yeah, and um, I up until moving to Vermont was completely anti-gun. Okay. Completely. Even like for hunting purposes? Even for hunting purposes, because okay. I saw no purpose in it whatsoever. And then it occurred to me, uh, being up here, that, you know, uh, without hunters really keeping down the population of deer, mm-hmm. uh, deer would actually end up causing some, some big time traffic accidents like uh, everywhere. Well, that, but also would, they would cause like. Crop damage. Yeah, they're very nuisance. Yeah, it would become a nuisance. And what's more, it the population would surge to such a level that they would actually decrease their standard of living. Hmm. Um, and that's what happens when you have a population boom: is that they starve each other out, and the deer actually suffer um, sometimes a huge famine until their population numbers get really small again. 
Yeah. And, then, you know, and this is what happens when you don't have a natural predator around. And certainly we're not going to let wolves and mountain lions hang out in Vermont yeah. unchecked and go and hunt these deer for population control. Right. So, yeah, you got to have you got to have hunters on the scene. So, I've changed my opinion. My opinion went from okay. zero guns, take away all the guns, to, you know what? It's okay to have a high-powered hunting rifle with a scope, even a laser sight. It's yeah. fine, you know. Go ahead and and do your part. It's fine. What's your opinion? Well, um, because I know it differs from mine. It that, does. Okay. Well, it, it it does slightly. Um, I am in favor of of owning like hunting rifles, um, even like handguns. You know, uh, for for hunting purposes. I don't really think, though, that the average person or any person um, needs to have, like, a an assault rifle. Um, I agree with you, that. You know, and I, I think... But why doesn't that extend to handguns? Like, why would you need a handgun? Well, for, for some hunting purposes, uh, a hunter will justify having a handgun out with them. I need in, a magnum with me. Not, no, no, I I'm talking... a 9mm. No, I'm talking like a small caliber, like a I, I, yeah, just something really small. Just to, usually it would be to to finish off, say, if you were deer hunting. Oh, I you see. Know, to finish you know, off the kill. Yeah, because you know a rifle isn't can be a little, a little overpowering. So they uh, some people will carry a sidearm with them for the purpose of just finishing off the kill. At least that's my relatives have always done that that way. All right, fine. So that, so but I really then leave the party. There. So again, hunting purposes. What about I, for defense? I, I don't think the average person in a in a live situation, say, you know, midnight, someone breaks into your house. I don't think the average person, or even something that's that's maybe possibly be trained. I don't think they're going to be good enough in that scenario to do what they think they can do. I think. I think. Um you give me a gun and somebody I hear somebody in the middle of the night and I have fooled myself into thinking that I'm going to defend my family with a gun I'm just looking for the opportunity yeah. and all of a sudden an opportunity presents itself I swear to God I'm taking out the gun and I'm shooting before I even know what's really going on Right. just to make sure that person the assailant doesn't have the opportunity to to fire me back, but and I guarantee you, who I hit is like probably one of my kids. And and know, sadly, fridge at night. And sadly, what happens is that you know, and there's propaganda on both sides of the issue. But a lot of times you hear, you hear the news stories where you know a father innocently yeah, killed like his that. killed his kid. I look at statistics. Mm-hmm. I look at statistics. There are there are great stories about people defending their homes with handguns. Mm-hmm. Great stories. But they're few, they're few and far between. They're few and far between. That's why everybody knows the stories is because they're so few and far between that you remember what the stories is. There is countless times. There's not a day that goes by that somebody in this country isn't killed accidentally. Or, or probably a second that doesn't go by. Yeah. Not even, not even that, a day. That, that, you know, because they keep firearms in the house stupidly. And I think even hunting rifles need to be secured where, you know, the ammunition is right. somewhere that is inaccessible right. from where the gun is. Yeah, we keep we keep the ammunition uh, ammunition locked up in its own particular place. We keep the guns locked up in their own particular place. Um, the handgun, uh, the the one handgun that 
that my father owned that, that I now own um, that has a, a, a lock on it. It has a, a trigger lock on it. So again, I, I mean, the last time I, I used a gun, I probably was was probably 20, 21 years old. I don't like to hunt. I can't... It's not the fact that I don't mind killing a deer or kill... You know, because I have done things like that. I just can't... I can't sit out you there know, long enough. I went over my friend's house when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, totally unbeknownst to my parents. Went over to their house and their father had tons and tons and tons of guns. Yeah. Porn, too. We got it above. <laughs> um, but we started shooting at each other. Oh, my God. With his guns. We started shooting at one another. Yeah. And all it would have taken is for that bullet to be in one of those guns for us to blow each other's oh, yeah. off. And that shit happens all the time. Yeah. But even the Magnum that he kept under his bed, under a lock that was a key lock, you needed to know the, co- the code combination. Right. The children figured it out. They're yeah. not stupid. Oh, no. And they listen even though you don't think they're listening. So they figured out, oh, it's our par- it's our parents' wedding anniversary, yeah. which they knew by heart because it was engraved on their rings. So right. they just plugged it in, boom, opened it up, and started playing with the fucking magnum. Yeah. I think a lot of it, I mean, when you talk about that, it comes down to you need to train, we need, we need to teach our children. You know, we need to teach respect for not even, not just guns, but our society needs to teach respect to everybody. When you're not looking, you teach them all the respect you want. Yeah. When you're not looking... And they want to show off. Yeah. You know, maybe you just yelled at your kid. Maybe it's something completely unrelated and your kid's really disgruntled. So they figure, yeah. you know what? Fuck the old man. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to fucking play with this guy. Yeah. There, there's just so many dangerous things that can happen that you don't even know about. It's like, it's like making extra keys to your car and leaving those around for your kids to get the idea that they could go out and play in the car. Yeah. You know? Um, you teach them respect for the car, yeah. But you got to be smart about it. You can't... Well, sure. You know, you can't... And, and these things are dangerous and they're cool and they see it on TV all the fucking time. They see yeah. it on their fucking cartoons. You know? Yeah, but you know... It seems, though, and, and probably... You know, you and I are, are the same age, relatively. Um... And yeah, I watched all the violent cartoons growing up, but I don't ever remember playing with my father's guns. And again, guns in my house growing up were a very big part, you know. And there they were no such thing as locks back then. And I knew where all the guns were, but I never, I never played with them. Again, I, my father had taught me the respect, and, and maybe I'm unique to the situation where I, I listened. But it's like, it just comes down to me, you know... For every kid that listens, there's a kid who doesn't. There's, there's a kid that do, the kid that doesn't listen. That that's great, and that, that's true. Um, it's just, I, I think we need it, we need to find a common ground. I, I get hunting is, is something that, especially in this state, yeah. is again. I support hunters. Not only I think they're necessary. I think if we said no hunting, that would be it. Just, wouldn't be just be a cultural travesty. It would actually be an ecological oh, one. Absolutely. When you think about the deer ticks and Lyme disease and everything, it's all going to be on the rise. So I do think hunters play a necessary part of our sporting industry and our society. I think you keep them. I would hate yeah. to see that go. But at the same time, I don't think anybody needs a fucking handgun. I just don't. Even to finish off a deer, Yeah. I don't think anybody needs a handgun for defense because if you need to shoot an assailant who's in your house... You're not going to do it. 
very I mean the, the odds are so low the it, odds are so against you actually succeeding yeah you're, you're gonna hurt somebody or yourself you're just gonna hurt somebody or yourself having those things around yeah. better off not introducing a gun into an already unstable environment yeah and and really and introduce a penis see what that does meet meet the assailant with your penis <laughs> you think that you think that would do it probably <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we are running out of time here. Uh, I keep a baseball bat, by the way. That's my penis. Nice. Because my penis is ins- insignificant, um, so I keep a I keep a baseball bat. To yeah. And as people are hearing I don't this, I ever play catch with you. I just want to. Uh, <laughs> and just to, just to explain, this music playing is not actually well. It actually is our closing music because we're well beyond our time. Um, but. Uh, you probably hear the music. I hear the music, and and they probably will too. Uh, I I fucked up technically is basically what I'm saying. I left. I I apologize, and and now I have to go. So uh, <laughs> apology accepted, Captain. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Too much gin. Whoa! Too much gin and tonic. Um. Yeah. Bye. Gotta go.